The Goldfields, covered with local sport, info and mining news. This is The Blast Crew. With Glennie and Lou, thanks to Kalgoorlie Case and Drill on SEN. Sydney mornings on an SEN, 16.11am uh, and streaming around the state through the northwest, the Pilbara, the Great Southern and also the Wheatbelt as well, plus the Midwest. It is SEN, no matter where you are tuned into, you get a big mix. And don't forget, coming up on, uh, well, I think it's Wednesday night, the second test is at Lord's. So uh, the Barmy Army didn't quite get into the Aussies too much, but you can get into all the Aussie action. And the number one streamed program on SEN, Ashes Cricket, coming up for you from 6 o'clock. Well, in fact, I think it's a bit earlier than that, right here on 1611 AM SEN. Anyway, Louis, Glennie, uh, thanks to Kegley Case and Drill, we're talking sport on a Saturday. We are. We're talking squash. And the man that always brings us the information is going to let us know. We had him on the show a couple of weeks ago leading into the last couple of games, or last game, I think, before... The end of the pennant season and the finals happened. Peter Siebert joins us. Hi, mate. How are you going? Good. You sound like you're a little bit fluey. Uh, yeah. It's a session last night, I think, didn't help. Oh, self-inflicted. That oh, makes two of us. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, uh, Pete, it's been a very lively final series for the Eastern Goldfield Squash Racket Association. Uh, just talk us through how we got to where we've got this weekend. Yeah, this whole week has been... We started Tuesday night with the um, semi-finals. Uh, one and two play off and three and four. And the team that got through straight from one and two went straight into the finals. And that was luckily um, not our team. It was um, BMC. They got through with Mark Scott uh, as the head of their team. He's our number one player at the moment in town. So he actually finished up uh, winning, beating myself in that in the final, well, in that great in that um, match. Mm-hmm. So they got through the final and they'll be playing BMGS, who knocked us out on. Thursday night. Ah, so, mm. so, so how did that game go for you on Thursday? Obviously not your way. Not my way, but um, the team itself, we um, went down 3-1, uh, which is a little bit disappointing because we were at the top of the ladder all the way through the season, but mm-hmm. that's what happens to good teams. We always get beaten sometimes. You've got to let other people have a crack, don't you, Peter? Yeah, we do, we do. do. Some of the other results? <laughs> yeah, in the B grade. Um, again, it was great um, to see all these new players coming through, and a lot of them have never been in the finals before. And so this weekend, on Saturday afternoon, we've got the final um, Boulder versus BMC as well. Um, they got through, both teams from BMC got through in the final, so it's good to see. And just talk us through some of those players who have had really good finals so far. In the... Um, BMC in the uh, A grade, Mark Scott, Hannah Rose, Hannah is, um, took, my, took my number two player to five, which was a big surprise for the whole night. Uh, Henke Smith, a little junior, well, he's not little, he's quite tall, but uh, he's playing very well. Um, and Nick Haglish that beat me on Thursday, um, their team um, actually had a full-in, uh, one of the players actually left town last week, Bruce mm-hmm. Parsons, and Luke Wilson's taken his place, and he had a big win last night against our girl Lisa, so... But in the B grade, um, Tim Gibson, he's a new player to town. Um, he's enjoying the squash. He played Country Week, uh, not Country Week, sorry, the Golden Open. A lot of them did, of course. And Gerard Sherlock, um, he's had a good game for Boulder as well. So it's going to be an interesting final. I was going to say, it's shaping up to be a very interesting style of final where it's going to be anybody's game, if, if you like. And finals generally come down to the day itself rather than anything else. But some of the players you think are going to make the difference in the finals and who's your pick? I think um, after playing both BMC and BMGS, I think BMGS might come through actually. Um, um, with Luke Ryan, um, man from 
Monadelphus and that. Um, he's looking forward to having a final for the first time for a while. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting. So I say BMGS will be the, be the A-grade winner. And in the B-grades, it's going to be very close. I think we'll go for Boulder. Um, a couple of young girls in there. Molly Drew, never been in a final before. And it's going to be interesting to see how they go. But I think Boulder could win the um, B-grade. Mm. Just looking at Mark Scott's season, it's been pretty lively hasn't it he's had uh, a 3-0 win out of his last three appearances and unfortunately for you on Thursday night yes Mark's our number one player he doesn't give much away uh, when he wants to kill you he'll actually do that for you <laughs> there's been a lot of 3-0 wins for him hasn't there it has yes yes, yes. and you spoke about Nick Haglish as well Do you, you think the Nick's probably a bit of form as well he's in a bit of form um, he had a good run against Luke Senior on Tuesday night they went to five and but Nick's got one of these attitudes, never let die kind of thing. He'll just keep going and going. So it's, I think it, Mark will probably beat him. I think in four probably, but yep. um, the rest of the team I think might get through. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it'd be interesting between uh, Nick and Mark Scott. The last occasion Mark Scott was three nil. So yes, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all happening. It's there all in happening. Squash, isn't it? Hey? But, bit, but last night we had the wooden spoon playoffs, um, which is always a bit of fun. The bottom two teams play off, and they get a wooden spoon. The bottom. The team that actually loses does get the wooden spoon. Yep. yep so okay. um, that was actually a fine battle, actually. They had a, um, a good battle last night, so it was good to see. So great to see. And I uh, think I think what's good as well, Peter and, and Glenn, just looking on your Facebook page, you've got your end-of-season function. And I know that time restraints are pretty much in any sport in the golf fields because of shift work and things like that. But you combine you've got your AGM and your finals and the presentations afterwards, then you have your end-of-season function all in the one thing, which is really, really good, I think. Yeah, it's great. It's, we're not leaving the club, which are all going to be down there. Uh, Mamma Mia's, we're going to get past doing that for Mamma Mia, so give them the carbs back into their bodies. Yep. And other things, of course. Um, the Beach and Track Brewery beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, there's club members going to do desserts for us, so it'll be quite a nice yeah. sweet afternoon. Yeah, oh, sweet afternoon. Very mm. nice indeed. Papa Siebert, they're dropping the bombs. Hey, um, just I think that is a very smart way because you get your AGM done beforehand, right, Louis? Because you need everyone there for your AGM. You need as many people as possible. Otherwise, uh, yeah, obviously, you don't have a quorum. Who was it? The Tri Club had theirs pretty similar to, yes, didn't they? they were. So that they made things a little bit different there too. Then you go into your finals. Your presentations are at... Uh, 4.30 and then you know what's happening already next year don't you? That's right yes that's right So, and also um, next season starts uh, we've got Graydon night on the 18th of July yep. for that week so we've got three nights two nights of Graydon then we're straight until on the 25th of July we, the new season starts again. Geez, you don't muck around too much do you mate and numbers have been pretty good haven't they? They have yes um, we've got a couple of people leaving this this season um, but I've said there's other people coming back into town, so it yep. might be interesting. Lovely. Be good. Yeah. So it's a good opportunity for people to get in and get involved with the Eastern Golfwood Squash, uh, Squash Racket Association. What are you laughing over there? No, no, if you had those glasses on, you probably wouldn't have made that mistake. <laughs> but anyway, Glenn, you know you can't put them on because you look like somebody else. Anyway, like Peter, look, I, I think you've had a great season and, and we commend you coming in and letting us know exactly what's going on around the association and as Glenn's just mentioned and I, I covered before, having it all on one day gets as many people in the one spot as possible and they don't have to keep turning up and going back and I think a lot of sporting bodies can actually learn from that. Yeah, it's, yeah that's a way of doing it. It's, you, know, you don't have to go anywhere. It's all down in one spot, so it's great. Uh, now makes sense why I got a message from Pete on uh, late, late Thursday night, 11.48pm. <laughs> If you like a squash update for the finals this Saturday, <laughs> it's because he was out and he, yeah. he was still just getting home. <laughs> I was home by then. Uh, 
Just, just come in my mind, just in case I forget or send it now. How long did it take you to send the text? <laughs> no, good on you, Papa C. But joining us from the Eastern Goldfield Squash Racket Association, and we wish, wish all of our teams the very best of luck with their finals coming up, and really great to see the Eastern Goldfield Squash Racket Association here on SEN to give you a mix of what's all coming up for us this afternoon at Ray Finlayson. Good on you, Pete. Thank Thanks you. very much, guys. Thanks. Indeed, Louis. It is great to have Peter Siebert join us here on SEN as uh, we look forward to those finals this afternoon in the Squash Racket Association. Hey, Definitely. mate, we can squash some dates into the calendar, can't we, in 2025? 2025, you'll be talking about Lake Percolili when the old jalopies get to race around the track, and they've been doing that since 1914, I believe, Glenn, mm-hmm. and it's still the same. Yeah. It How is. can it still be the same? The wind blows it away, the dust. But no, it is still the same surface, if you like. It's the same area. And as you know, geez, the bull dust you get out there. Oh, and There's spoken. a lot of other bull stuff <laughs> going on there as well. But no, it's, it's great. Look, it's been locked in for September 29 through to October 5 in 2025. It, I think the week before is the AFL Grand Final thereabouts. Well, that weekend, if you like, this, the Sunday and then all the Saturday. And then you've got... Um, I think, is it the Sunday or Monday where they have the NRL grand yes, final? So it's round about there, but then it kicks kicks in. My only concern there, I know the dates aren't out at the moment, but it's pretty close, I would think, to where race round's going to be. But I don't know how that's going to affect people because a lot of the people that go out to Lake Perco camp at Lake Perco. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, and that's a good call, but um, obviously the drain on resources in the city would be sure. quite large. The other one is uh, by 2025, you said, Louis, there could be some expansion plans as Northern Star have earmarked for their particular mill project, so right. that might be starting to gain a little bit of momentum then, and there's some other projects as well. Mind you, that's not... That's not bad. That's just, you know, we're going to have a lot of people around, which is just sure. exceptional yeah. for small business here in our community. But how good of a weekend is that, Percolili? I didn't have the chance to get out there last week, but there's people that come from all around they just to hear them play. All over the state. There's some inst- inter- international people that come from overseas, of course, and, and not to mention all the locals that get out there because it, every opportunity locals get to do something different, maybe camp out in the bush, yeah. but, but see these cars and some of these motorbikes. Generally, you wouldn't even ride some of those on the normal road and these mm. guys are through the you know on the dirt on the track itself and they're, they're fanging out some uh, some serious speed in what they do but it's it's all sort of governed and it's what, what it's handicapped if you like so generally when they when they set off when that race is finishing they're all pretty much coming across the finish line altogether. there's nothing better seeing four or five cars close rather than see one here and one there and one there but no it's it's well run we we'll continue with more of the Blast crew in just a couple of moments' time. You're on SEN on your Saturday morning.